Hey everyone, welcome to Rooted and Grounded, a podcast where we like to have conversations about God, His Word, and things that really matter. And I'm Sean. And I'm Madison. And we're just a couple of youth that want to bring God glory with our lives and want to have conversations about it with people that we love. So uh, we're excited to, again today. We have a guest again with some good questions. Um, that I know that I've definitely thought about and struggled with over my years in my youth life, and I know a lot of you also have, so very excited to talk about this stuff today. So let's get right to it. So welcome back to this month's episode. We have another guest, as Sean mentioned, and this month it really is a very special guest, even though I say that a lot. It, <laughs> it really is. Um, we have Alan Byler with us this week. Good evening. <laughs> month, I guess. It is month, not yeah. weekly. We don't okay. have time for that. But um, Alan, you have taught both of us for six years? When we were in school, were you Probably. here for six? I think he dodged one of my years. So <laughs> five years, five mm-hmm. years for you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Think so. Dodged one of your years. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, you're a pastor here at Melita, where both mm-hmm. Sean and I attend. Mm-hmm. We're related somehow. We are. I think. I don't know the details. <laughs> so I'm first cousin with your grandpa. Really. So that would make. Third. What would that make? I'm not sure. I, I can't count that much. I, uh, you would be third cousin with my grandchildren. You're what? With Lyric and. How does that? I can't get into how that calculates because <laughs> this will go on a severe bunny trail. But I just past first and a half cousins. I just I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> but yeah, you're. You've taught us. You've been mm-hmm. a big part of our life. Thank you. It's it's so nice that that's something that us as youth have talked about before, that having a relationship with you as like the head of our church, but also having taught us. And so you saw us grow up. And I mean, I guess they can like Sean can attest to it, too. We feel able to talk to you about things and to come to you with questions like these, like the ones that we have today. So absolutely, I'm very glad that you were willing to come on here and give us some wisdom and advice and all that. <laughs> Even with all our scary equipment and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can just forget about the mics and stuff like that. They don't really, they don't really count. We always start with a few questions just to get to know you a little bit so that the people that are listening get an idea of who they're listening to. So just as the most basic one, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Uh, thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll see how it goes here tonight. But anyway, <laughs> see if you want to come back. Yeah. Um, so as a father, I've been married for 32 years, almost 33 years, three children and now three grandchildren. Uh, as you said, I've taught school for 35 years and, uh, very fond memories of my school teaching years. And, uh, this is my first year not teaching. So it feels like sometimes I'm swinging in midair trying to figure out what's going on in life but yeah it's good i'm enjoying the time that i'm not teaching Mm -hmm. so that's a little bit about me um 
I know you said I'm a pastor here. I am, but uh, many times, to be quite honest, I don't feel adequate to be a pastor. And I definitely don't feel adequate in having much, a lot of counsel or advice to give. Um, I feel that yeah, God has taught me a lot of things in, in my 55 years. I have, I, evidently, obviously, there's things that God has taught me, but still, I feel so needy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and still so much to learn. There's so much out there to learn from God that I still feel like a beginner. So I kind of find it ironic that you come to me and want advice or counsel. It just almost blows me out of the water sometimes. I'm like, come on, guys, I'm only 18. <laughs> Plus a little bit, but you know, who's counting? Yeah, right. Not us. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. So we've mentioned a lot of the different ways that you've impacted our lives and our community. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to it, what are you passionate about? Well, that's probably where, without me being able to, like, 10, 5, 15, 20 years ago, say what I'm passionate about, I would have not known necessarily, besides God. Uh, but looking back, I know my passion has been, early years would, would have been, has always been children. Mm -hmm. I've always loved children. Love to just play with children. If a child, if a little child did not like me or would not want me to pick them up, it would almost break my heart. I had to win that child over. Mm -hmm. And I've tried that with church children for many, many years. I think I've won most of them over when they were children, but some didn't. So my passion was always children. Uh, in the last 15 years, that passion has probably changed a little bit more to more youth and young adults, uh, teenage years especially, where the little children are formidable, but yet when you get into the teenage years from 13 to 20 or whatever, that has become my um, mission field or my passion, I would say to speak, to recognize the fact that when I was that age, the questions I had, and that's why I said I'm still 18, I'm 55, but believe me, I remember very vividly the emotions, the feelings of being a teenager and a young person. Uh, you can't, I can't forget it. Uh, and those are some things I've always, so in the last 10, 15 years, it's more like I want to help other youth, other people not make the same mistakes I did, but also some of those things we have to learn as youth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if I can be there with those youth, you, you guys, the mm -hmm. youth, so that when you go this way or you go that way or you stumble or you fall, you realize that there is someone there that's been there before and can help. Um, you're not alone. And so probably my school teaching years, the last 10 to 15 years, has been that very thing. has been forget the academics, though I did teach academics. It was all about character. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know who you are, what makes you tick. Uh, are you growing? Are you, do you love the Lord? And are you growing in that relationship? Uh, so looking back, that's kind of been my passion. Still is today. And that's why not teaching this year is hard. Mm-hmm. To realize what impact am I making now? To to come along with that passion. So I'm not sure what God has in store for me, mm -hmm. to be honest. Because tying in with that, we usually ask, 
Is there any ways that you feel God has drawn you towards this passion mm. in the past year? Yeah, and almost seems like I'm going the wrong direction. Yeah, <laughs> it's a unique situation. Yeah. So that is one of my, yeah, so that is something that has concerned me and I've prayed about a lot, but I have peace with it. It's not that I think mm-hmm. that God is not uh, behind me or I'm not in God's mm-hmm. will with this. Uh, I have a lot more peace in the last six months, just knowing that I don't have that, the, 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 I don't know, the stress of teaching on my head every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do miss the interaction with youth. I miss the interaction with uh, young people on uh, a daily basis. Um, really miss it. Mm-hmm. So so I'm not sure exactly where, where, what, what is going to lead to the next step in, in fulfilling that passion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, has God something else? God has something else for me. I'm not sure down the road, but I'm. I'll just sit here and, or not sit here, but I guess <laughs> wait and see what God has for me. Mm-hmm. I very appreciate what you have to say, or Thank what you. you had to say. It was very genuine, and so going along. So this episode is usually usually when we bring a guest on, we have. They think of a topic that God's been showing them recently or that they're passionate about. And so um, we'll give them some questions or they'll give us some questions to think about. And then we'll have that. So this this episode is a little bit different because we have questions that came from the listeners mm-hmm. and any of the youth. We, we asked a while ago, a couple of episodes ago, do you, if you have any questions that you want to send us that we can ask someone on here, someone who's much wiser than us. <laughs> you hope. <laughs> we hope. And so we got some questions, and so we have some here. And I know you love to talk about things like this, especially how you think about it, and you love doing it in a spontaneous, conversation-wise basis. And so that works very well on here and for us. So... We'll get to one of the questions, which was about relationships and relationships in the church and things like what happens when I clash with someone else and being a good influence and being rooted and grounded in God's love and then being respectful in what they believe too. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you do? And this isn't just... For youth, it's also for us adults too, or adults too. When when you feel like you clash with someone else and you don't really think what they're saying is right, or even just in personality wise, you guys clash. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in your experience in your life, what what advice do you have for someone who's tr- struggling with that? So I think. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, two things, we're always going to be in, we're going to always be interacting with people that have different beliefs than we do. Whether it's a doctrinal, whether it's just a practice. And so not only are we as people going to have others that are going to be interacting, that we interact with that are going to be different in their beliefs, we're also going to interact with different churches that have different set of guidelines or different mm-hmm. beliefs than your church mm-hmm. does. It, that is inevitable. I think the early church did, I think Paul's, the churches did the same. They had a lot of different 
cultures that influenced how they operated a church. Mm-hmm. So this is not new. We're not reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. But on a personal relationship between like when individuals, like your friends with someone that's in another church or, or maybe in the church, I don't know, and you have different values or you could say different convictions, um, always remember that we are on different segments of life's journey. Do you understand? You guys are on a different segment of your journey than I am. Mm -hmm. So I cannot expect you to have the same values and convictions that I do. Because God personally taught those to me through trials of my life, incidents of my life, and he's doing the same thing to you. Mm -hmm. And... So we were all going to be formed differently. Mm-hmm. And we're going to kind of come out a little bit differently. God is not in the purpose of making molds. I don't believe. I think God wants uniqueness. And so we are all going to be different. So the main thing I always say, or always encourage, never... Never uh, belittle or criticize people that have different belief systems than you do. And it doesn't mean you have to change. It doesn't mean that person has to change. You can still be friends. But you have to both understand that you're coming at it from two different angles or you're at different areas of your life right now. God is working with you and God is working with that person. He's not going to make you both the same. Mm-hmm. I've said for years, God will always have people in our lives that sharpen us. Mm-hmm. And those people are the ones that don't agree with us. And I think I could probably go through my 30 years of 30 plus years of being a Christian. And that's almost true the whole time. So you can still be friends. The main thing I think is you do not belittle them. You don't criticize their values. But when they ask you, there comes a time when you may say, this is why. And so I think that's why it's so important that young people don't just say, well, the church does it this way. It goes a lot deeper. Find out why. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know why, go to someone and that elder pastors in that church and find out why. Because there are usually reasons. It's an application. And just because another person or another church does not make the same application doesn't make it wrong. Mm-hmm. Or right. You understand? Mm-hmm. It, is, it is largely going to be where you are at the moment. That God's going to require a response from you. So when we start uh, criticizing others or being belittling others because of their belief system or lack of belief system we've already started building walls instead of bridges. We've already started putting up walls. So never do that. And if they come back with criticism toward you, you don't have to defend yourself if you know scripture. If you can go to God's word and say, well, this is what it says. This is what I believe. It it means this is what I do this. This is why we do this. It's important we have it rooted in, in the scripture. So, and if they are starting to argue with that, you say, well, you're arguing with God's word. I'm not even going to say anything. You don't have to argue. Never have to argue. You can debate maybe, but don't argue. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Because 
Well, it's so easy to belittle people. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, I, I struggle with it so much. And I know, because when you're, when you're in the youth and you're growing up and you look up at the, at the elders and the, and the older people in the church, and there's so many things where you can go like, why do they do this? Mm-hmm. And like, why do they do, I think this way is better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's, it's like my natural tendency to belittle people. And I don't <coughs> like that. And you, I feel like that's especially a problem that I deal with in the youth group too. It's just, I see it so much when like the youth group and the, the young youth get older and they start becoming the older people of the youth group. And then the younger ones come along and you look at them and all you can see is the flaws that they have. Mm-hmm. And you're like, where they why, need to grow. Why aren't mm-hmm. you, why don't you grow up and mature in this? Mm-hmm. And it just sometimes feel like <laughs> you want to change them. And even, and even the other ones too, it's just so easy to belittle people. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that really goes well with that. And we belittle them or even sometimes we just block them off. Mm-hmm. Like we just write them off. That's hopeless. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of don't even try to develop relationships there because they don't have the same values we do. So we're not compatible. Well, that that's pitiful, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Really sad. It's interesting how that ties in so much with what we talked about last episode with Johnny. Mm-hmm. Because that was one thing that he said that he feels very like firmly in is that people and youth especially, but people should know if they should know where their convictions and values lie, and they should know that from personal experience. Mm-hmm. He said, just because your church tells you mm-hmm. that, or just because people in your life say that, doesn't mean it's right or wrong. Take that back to the Bible mm-hmm. and learn. And, like, look into it yourself mm-hmm. from there. Right. And so that really reminded me whenever you mm-hmm. said that, because you covered some similar okay. area there with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is very important, we know. But let's face it. You don't have the same convictions your parents do. do. Probably not. You might do some of the things they do, but you don't really have a conviction for it. Possibly. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So again, I think it's important we understand, and that's going a little bit on a different slant here, but... That's okay. We like bunny tails. Your convictions are built by practicing things. They don't just come to you automatically. They come by studying God's Word, obeying, and sometimes doing things your parents want you to do, even though... You don't see any value in it. You'll find yourself three, four, five years down the road. Huh. I know now why they said that. And now you start developing those convictions. So that is how, like, that's why we should never judge others or be critical of others when they're not the same level of convictions or whatever. I mean, or even churches should not be critical of other churches. Mm -hmm. Even though, now when it's sin... That's different. Like, I'm not should, still shouldn't be critical, but like, you know, if, if someone, if another individual is going to be going immoral, uh, totally, you know, then it's time we bring God's word out. We, mm-hmm. we are pretty clear where we stand on that. 
uh, that's different. We're not talking, I'm not talking about that. But there's other areas that we just might differ on applications and convictions. We call it convictions. Sometimes they're con conniptions that are convictions. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we need to be, the Bible, Paul talks about in Romans about being uh, conscious of other people's convictions. Mm -hmm. We should never make fun of someone that has higher convictions than we do. And we should definitely not be ones that have less convictions. It, we need to be very careful with that, respect each other. Mm -hmm. So, I think it happens fairly <laughs> easily in the Mennonite mm -hmm. Anabaptist mm -hmm. circles, just because there's so many different kinds, and every church mm -hmm. is, is something just a little bit different right. from the next. And I think it's re it's really easy to fall into that in our. It's easy to fall into it on not youth level, but not just youth level, on my age. It's very mm -hmm. easy for, it would be very easy for me to sit here and look at all the different churches and like, well, they do this, that's not right. Well, unless I can really figure it out what's not right about it, then it's, again, we're on different, mm -hmm. it's just, we can't be responsible for other people's convictions or not. So be very respectful of other people when they differ with you on the applications, when they differ with us, we need to be very careful. Respect them, love them, and challenge them as well when the opportunity arises. Mm -hmm. But then be prepared to be challenged as well. Mm -hmm. oh, God. Very good. Thank you for that. <clears throat> and this is just a question <clears throat> that, well, it says on this question about being a good influence. And being rude and grime about it. I know that's something I also really thought about the last couple of years of my life. Just like how can I how can I be a good influence to both my siblings? Cause I know as like being the oldest, I, I've sometimes thought about that. How can I be a good influence? Cause sometimes I just want to sit there and change everything about them. But just how do how could how do I be a good influence where I'm at right now as a youth and even to the others in my youth group? It's a good question. And I'm not sure if I can answer that. Um, be well, I can answer, but I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> so the best way to be an influence sometimes is being quiet. You don't have to say anything. You just have to be genuine. Uh, if you genuinely love the Lord and you genuinely have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you genuinely care for people, it's going to come out. You don't have to tell them. You don't have to tell anybody else. It will show just the way your attitudes are, your actions are. And it, and, and it, it will also come through as being humble. See, so many times we think, you know, we have a tendency as humans to think, well, come on, like you said earlier, grow up. Mm -hmm. Come on, get your life together. That's pride in our in us. We're basically saying we're so much better than you and holier than do, than you are. Get get a life. It's wrong because we need to understand we were there mm -hmm. not too long ago, mm -hmm. and if we're not careful, we're going to be there again. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we don't have to say anything. Actually, I think the greatest message that we can preach sometimes is just our life being example that our life is. 
they will know if you have genuine love for them. Siblings, friends, people around you, they will know. And they will know if you don't. Because you're going to come across as critis critis critical. You're going to come across as judgmental. And that is not love. It's totally opposite. So I know sometimes we just want to reach down and just shake them and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> come on, guys. But it actually has the wrong effect on it mm -hmm. so many times. So that's the best thing that I can say to be a good influence on people. First and foremost, be genuine. Be genuine. Ask God for humility. And ask God to fill you up with a love and compassion for that person or people. And you will find out that person might not change as much, but you will. And that's all it's going to take. Because all of a sudden you're an influencer. So that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I've learned in life. And I wish I could go back 35 years mm -hmm. and tell myself that. Because I wasn't that. I, 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 you know, I just wasn't. But that's one of the lessons God had to teach me very roughly at times, you know, just to understand that, you know, we just need to have compassion. We, and again, I'm not saying the Bible sometimes is draws lines. And sometimes there's places we need to draw lines. I'm not saying all you got to do is love, 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 and that kind of the gospel. But there is a lot more in the gospel about love than it is about other things. Mm -hmm. And if we want to reach people, to be any kind of impact on people or, or influence people. We have to love them. And that love does not come from you or me or anyone else. It only comes from God. Mm -hmm. So we have to ask God to fill us with that love. And that is my prayer constantly. People, when, 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 when God allows people to come into your life that are not lovely, or you have, I have to pray daily for that person. Not that that person changes, but that God would fill me up with love mm -hmm. for that person. And eventually he does. It might take a year, it might take two, it might take three. But if you are persistent in prayer, God changes our hearts. And we start to love that person. And that person starts to notice it. That's what I'm saying. We don't have to often do anything. It's just, if it's there, it's there. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's genuinely there. And you can't hide it. So... Yeah, that's my best advice I can give for being influencers on people is, yeah. I don't think you could have really told me anything practical that would have been <laughs> more influential than that. Because why is it just, why is it just so hard to just love people instead of look at the things that they do wrong? And it's just, why is it always that when we talk about youth group, it's always just about what the youth group does wrong mm -hmm. and never just about that we're just a bunch of people that mm -hmm. God's pursuing. <clears throat> and yeah, I just know that I, I really struggled over the last couple of years because like God really changed me. And I've, I really felt that. And I wanted I wanted others mm -hmm. to feel it too. Sure. 
And I wanted my siblings to feel it. And I wanted mm-hmm. my youth group to feel it. And so I just wanted to like grab them and get this bottle and like <laughs> dump it into them and say, here, like take it, change. It's, right. it's, it's amazing. And you just you can't do and then that. ridicule and try to mm-hmm. get rid of all their bad behaviors. And uh, unfortunately, we can't. And, and and when you're parents, you want to do the same thing for your children. Mm. You want you want them to love God as much as you, or more than you do. You want them to be better than you ever been. But if that's our goal as parents, is that is to to do that so that other people speak highly of us? Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's totally wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid too many times that's what we do. We mm-hmm. want. We want other people to speak highly of us. So that's why I said earlier about pride. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pride thing. Mm-hmm. Because we want others to say, oh, he's such a good fellow. Or she's such a good lady. She is so godly. Really? I hope mm-hmm. they say that. But if that's our goal, that's what I talk. Be genuine. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say a whole lot. Be genuine. And just ask God to permeate your life mm-hmm. with love. And people will know. And, and they will see that. Mm-hmm. And it will make a difference. It will impact them. But unfortunately, we cannot force our experiences on other people. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, they will actually typically rebel and typically turn away. So it's one thing that yeah, we have to be very careful with that. We have to let people be individuals. Yes, we can give advice, but be careful with that because, again, like I said earlier, unless they come and want it, you're probably going to drive them further away by just giving them if they don't want it. Mm. So sometimes we have to just let them do stupid things. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Make stupid mistakes. Gain experience. Yeah. And pray that God will show you how to help. Mm-hmm. When the due time comes, and when that person wants to, wants advice, they'll know who to go to. They'll go to the person they know that cares. And so that's what I'm saying. Just be that genuine person. Is the best advice I can give you. Thank you. That's good advice. Yeah. Thank you. So, going from that, I wish we could just talk about that because <laughs> I feel like that's something I'm really passionate about. And I have always had a lot of questions about, but we have, there's another question that's probably, what would you call it? The most, most popular question among, among youth, youth these days, <laughs> 99% of youth, probably 99.9% <laughs> think about this question at least five or six or 10 times every day, Oh, <laughs> every week. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, that's a lot of. That's a lot of thinking about this question for one day. Um, We got more than one response with this question. And so we kind of just compiled them all together. So hopefully this, yeah, this just kind of covers the range of topics about this Mm -hmm. that we got back. And so it's, how do I know what the will of God is for my life? Mm -hmm. And what if I'm messing it up? Okay. If by what decision I make, because it feels like there's so many options mm-hmm. and how do I know which one's right? Mm-hmm. And what if I choose the wrong one and it's not the will of God and I mess something up 
And mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and assume you've heard this question before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Asked it myself already. <sighs> sure. Very, very... Uh, I think everybody asks these questions when they're young. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I could talk for an hour on this subject. It's very, very interesting to me. But I could also answer it almost in two seconds or one second. <laughs> in a nutshell, but I'll try not to be that terse about it. Um, so, the will of God. What is it? Can we know the will of God? Madison, is it God's will that you are now here being a podcast? Was that God's design from the beginning and you had no choice but to do that? Mm-hmm. Sean, your school teacher, mm-hmm. was it God's will from the get-go before you were born and even into now that you were going to be a school teacher? And if you weren't going to be a school teacher, you were out of God's will? What do you think? Not sure? Say no, right? No. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So there are different levels of God's will. One is his sovereign will. Okay? And you can see you can see this in scripture all over in the Old Testament, especially. God's sovereign will for his was for the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay. To come to Canaan for food, redemption, and then to be delivered out of by Moses. But if Moses wouldn't have been faithful. God's sovereign will would have still happened by leading the children of Israel out through someone else. Mm-hmm. His sovereign will ultimately will get will happen. Um, it might take some detours, you know, <laughs> but his sovereign will happen. And there's many examples of that. And then I guess the other one I would say is his standard will, and that's what the word of God is. It's his standard for living. It's his character. It's his moral, the Ten Commandments. It's the, you know, fruit of the Spirit. Those are his standard will, the will that God wants his children to live by. And then you have a special will that he has for everyone that's unique. That special will, he already knows. This is very interesting because I can't explain it. He already knows what that special will is for each one of you and us. But you don't, and I don't. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. But that's the sovereignty of God. Doesn't mean that you had no choice in the matter. Can you under- can you comprehend that? No, I can't either. God already knew what vocation you were going to do. He knows if you're going to get married into who. He knows how many children you're going to have. So does that make you have no choice? No, God just already knows what choices you're going to make. And don't try to understand that. We can't. We're mortal. We cannot understand how God can know all things and know what's going to happen in the future, and yet we have a choice. Okay? But that is how it is. So, for example, I could give you many examples. And I've used this before. God's standard will for my life was that I become married to a godly wife because I'm a Christian. Understand? I think the Bible is clear. We are not to intermarry with people that are not believers. 
So that's God's standard will for his children. Now, who did I pick to marry? That's God's special will for my life. He knew I was going to pick Audrey. I didn't know that till, you know, a <laughs> year before I did. <laughs> but what I'm saying is on that, and that's often where God's will, young people struggle with God's will. Who's mm-hmm. going to marry? What is their vacation? Mm-hmm. What are we supposed to do? I'm supposed to teach school, I'm supposed to go to missionary field. Where am I supposed to go? Questions just come bombarding down all over the place. What if it's not God's will? I marry this person. What if it's not God's will? If I marry that person. And I think sometimes God is up there just smiling. I don't know, but I, I just kind of imagine that because I think God, his standard will is that you marry a godly person. Who that is, is up to you. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. That is your choice. As long as that person is a godly person, you are in God's will. So, right now, neither one of you are married, right? But I think you're both courting, dating, right? Mm -hmm. So, is it God's will you marry that individual? You don't know yet, right? It might be. It may not be. But the day that you're married, then it is God's will that you are married. There is no turning back because God says we are not to leave. We should never put asunder what we're joined together. So once we're joined together, now it's God's will for that person to be your wife or husband. So Audrey is my is God's will for my life. If I'd have picked someone else before that or someone God would have, it have been God's will for that person. I don't think it sounds cal. I'm not saying God doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He does care. But you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God is not so concerned the who, it's who you are and who that person is. So that, and, and there, you can apply that to many things. Uh, what am I going to do for vacation, Sean? How did you decide you're going to teach school? How did I decide not to teach school? You know, so there's many different things that come into play. Mm-hmm. Because it was not, it wouldn't have been sin for you not to teach school. Mm-hmm. It would not have been wrong for you to keep working what you were working at. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been wrong for you to go work at another job. As long as that environment was con- is conducive to godly living. Mm-hmm. So again, I don't think God necessarily cares, and that's callous. I'm not saying he doesn't care. He does care. But I don't think God is so overly concerned what that vocation is. As long as it's a godly environment and long in that vocation, you are building a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. That is number one key. So if you're building pole barns, if you're baking, if you're teaching, if you're doing whatever you're doing, it's all God's work. As long as you are a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and are building Mm -hmm. that. So sometimes we 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 get too we we get too um, entangled with that question of what is God's will. We make it so complicated. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just simply obeying what you're doing and being faithful in it right now. Because you could have you could have developed a relationship. You could have grown closer to God in the next year without teaching school, right? Sure, you could have. 
you could do that if you quit baking and you could go work for something, whatever. Mm-hmm. Depends what it is. You could you could have a good relationship with the Lord. It could grow. It could be God's will. So I think that's where so many times we, we know, it. you know, it's not like we have, um, God's will is not like a roadmap where we have to, one destination we have where we start and where we're going to end up. Though we do start at birth and we want to end up in heaven. Mm-hmm. But it's in that roadmap, it's not just one direct little path that we all have to travel. It's more of a relationship. God's will is a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Once that relationship is established and it grows, deepens and deepens and deepens, the will just becomes automatic. It doesn't matter if you're a school teacher. It doesn't matter if you're a missionary. It doesn't matter if you're a store owner. It doesn't matter if you're a pole barn builder or a baker. You can name it. It doesn't matter. What matters is you have a relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's growing. Mm-hmm. And then, from there, it's going to be what you like, what you want to do, what your parents might advise you to do, what your friends might advise, counselors might advise you to do. From then it goes, you know, you can go all different avenues, as long as it doesn't contradict with God's word. Doesn't contradict with what parents ask. Now, sometimes parents can be selfish, so I want to be careful how I say that. Doesn't contradict with the Holy Spirit, your tuggings of your heart. Okay? And I would also put in the church there. That's why it's so important to ask counsel of the church when you go somewhere or do something. Because other people need to feed into our lives. And they might see some things that, you know, they just might not be a good idea right now to do this. Mm-hmm. And so those are some things that we need to take into consideration, I think, when we find out God's will for our lives, on the, on the special will of, of God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I said, I could answer in 30 minutes, half hour, <laughs> or an hour, or I could go in a couple sentences. Um, but I think if you're in my greatest passion we talked about passion earlier, what our pet is the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Then I think a lot of these other questions get answered. We'll get answered by how, you know, who we are, what we do, uh, what God's will is for our lives. We'll get answered. You want more? <laughs> I think that was an excellent answer. And oh, thank you. Well, I hope it helps, uh, mm-hmm. because it does concern me. I, I love to hear young people's question, but that is primarily the question. How do I know mm-hmm. God's will of life? Mm-hmm. I don't know who to marry. How do I know this is the right mm-hmm. person? I, I think that especially, I, I know that was like the number one question mm-hmm. on my mind for like the mm-hmm. last four or five years was, who am I going to date? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> is, uh, I know, and other questions too, like what, what am I going to do after I graduate from school and mm-hmm. all that, but... Mm-hmm. And those are all good questions. I mean, it's nothing wrong with asking and praying about it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. we need to we need to constantly be in God, in, on our knees before God to show us. Uh, but He will show us. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. It, mm-hmm. He will. So, mm-hmm. and is it? It's kind of like is it our job to worry about those things right. constantly? No, no, no. Um, no, and and though we do, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be, let's yeah, face no. it. So many things yeah. that we should let go. Right. I mean, let's say you're both in relationship with someone. So let's face it. I know the questions that come into your minds when you're alone, when you think about it. I know 
let's not fool ourselves and say, oh, well, we're just... No, those are legitimate questions to ask and concerns. Mm -hmm. But remember to seek God's face daily on that matter. Remember to make your passion, Jesus Christ, relationship with him, and then the puzzle just starts to fit together. Before you know it, you'll be 55 years old. <laughs> there's, there's our 30-year there's our plan that we were talking there about. There you go. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh, Very good. <clears throat> Thank you for your thoughts. There's probably one other thing with that, knowing God's will, uh, that, I, that I've always said and have said for years. And it goes right along with discuss or knowing what the Bible means in certain places. What is this scripture? The, the answers are very similar is we need to obey and follow God and what we do know. So if you do know God's will is this, then don't pray and ask God to change his mind. You understand? Uh, do what you know is the will of God. Do what you know, do what the Bible does is clear in. Do that. And only then will God reveal more of his plan for you. Okay, he, he, he will not reveal the 50 years in the future because you can't handle it. I can't handle it. So we have to just simply be faithful and obedient today, and then God will bring more tomorrow. So. I like that. I mm -hmm. really appreciate mm -hmm. the words that you have for this. And we, I know that we've like school discussions have covered these topics and you've you've gone over it with ever so many of us when we were in high school and stuff like that but we forget. It's, it's it's we do forget and it's always a good refresher to hear it again and it's also reassuring because we can let that start weighing on us mm -hmm. so much right and start all the little decisions and if you if you let that door start to open there's a lot that can come through. Right. And you get discouraged. Mm -hmm. what, I would have said this. Mm -hmm. Very encouraging. That's yeah. what I was just, Good. just hearing Good. this. It's very encouraging. Mm -hmm. Because that is, yeah, we get discouraged once we just think, well, if I'm going to do this, what if it's not God's will? Is God going to strike me dead or what? <laughs> oh, no. As long as it's not going against mm -hmm. violating God's principles of his standard will, then you're in God's will. You don't understand? Mm -hmm. uh, right now, you guys are in God's will. You're doing what God wants you to do. It is a very encouraging thought. Yeah. So, you know, it, it matters on the relationship, it, your heart relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That is, that is a difference. That is the number one factor that is going to determine all of God's will is that right there because that is his will for you hope you like hope you hope it makes sense <laughs> hope you yeah it does doesn't simplify it too much but it's kind of what my thoughts are on that I think that was perfect <coughs> sorry um, I guess if anyone still has questions or comments <laughs> or something like that they can just send in another question and we can have you back on to finish well, it off i'll see <laughs> answer any yeah. queries they might have yeah absolutely anytime but yeah, yeah. i think on that note we'll move into our final question okay. which we ask this to all of our guests 
And it's very interesting to hear their responses. And I'm very interested to hear your response. So if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? I pondered this question. (laughs) (laughs) And I pondered and I pondered. We talked about being in your youth and, you know, you still feel like a... Well, there was nothing he probably had to change about his youth. So oh, there was no yeah. advice he would have given his younger self. No. Um, I have many regrets. Um, my youth. Not that I was... I became born again at about age 13. But it wasn't until after 21, about 21, that I became really, really serious and I think that's kind of typical, for, especially for guys. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said earlier, let's not be too critical about the 16, 17, 18-year-olds. Mm-hmm. You know yep. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God's working yep. on them. Yep. Amen. <laughs> He's still working on us, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, but if I could go back, I would be a lot more compassionate towards people that had different interests than I did. And again, I could make this a long dialogue and I'll try not to bore (laughs) you, but um, I was was very much in, in sports, loved any kind of sports. And I couldn't understand guys that didn't like sports. It was just weird. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So we're going back to this thing again. How do we relate to people that are different than us? I struggle with that, just like we all do. And I wish I could go back and change some of those in relationships with people that I would have offended or hurt when I was younger. Um, to be a little bit more compassionate and understanding of people that are different than I am. As That's one of the first things I thought about. Um, uh, then also probably the other one... Um, would simply take more time for your loved ones, uh, whether it be parents, um, siblings. Life's too short to, um, yeah, just just life's too short not to have time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's always our excuse. We just don't have time. We'll do it next year or next month or whenever. Um, but we don't. We have no guarantee of that. Mm-hmm. So, take the time to spend quality time with family, um, friends, uh, people. People are important. God is most important, but people are next because mm-hmm. we're people of God. And so, I wish I'd just had that passion earlier in my life than that. You know, it came kind of late for me, <laughs> but. I just wish I could go back, and that's one piece of advice I'd give to to the 18-year-olds or whatever it is. Take time for people and be be compassionate about, about it. Um, be compassionate, um, understanding, even if they're different. Hmm. It's okay. If we'd all be like me, we'd be bored. <laughs> you know, if mm-hmm. we'd all be like you, we'd just I think be, that applies to everyone. Yeah, we'd be a boring world. Mm-hmm. So... God is great in those uh, those ways. Just He knows what he's doing. Surprisingly, yeah. you know, as much as we don't <laughs> right. think that yeah. all the time. Right. <laughs> he, he's, he doesn't make mistakes. So. 
So that's probably the number. That's probably where I'm at with that. Mm-hmm. That's those are very good answers. Yeah. You know, most, but pretty much everyone's is mm-hmm. good answers. Mm-hmm. That is, I'm sure to that question. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just get so well, see, much good advice. That's because Madison, Sean, this is the number one thing that I look at youth that you cannot young people, and I can't do it for people that are older than me. When you're young, you cannot see the end results of decisions <laughs> mm-hmm. until you've experienced it or mm-hmm. seen other people experience it. You mm-hmm. see, that is why older people, um, I say are wise, because not old people are wise. Some There's some wise young people too. And there's some wise and not so wise older people. So that's not, but I'm, I'm just saying we gain wisdom by experience or by seeing other people going through an experience. That's why you will hear old people. I know it's an old adage, but old people say, you know, well, I've seen that happen before. Well, mm-hmm. we have. And we've seen the end results of that happening before. Mm-hmm. So it makes us, it's life. That's what's mm-hmm. called life. Doesn't mean we're more, it doesn't mean older people are more valuable or younger people are more valuable. It doesn't mean either one. We're all equally valuable in the sight of God. Mm-hmm. And all equally needed in the church. But we need respect for one another. Mm-hmm. I love how it all ties together. It does. It does. Just the entire topics and, and your mm-hmm. answers and everything just ties together very well. So I think that's all I have unless you've got more questions. I don't think we do. I mean, I do, but we should probably stop the episode <laughs> before people. It gets too long. <laughs> That's right. You After the mics Kristen. are off, then we can go. <laughs> yeah, we'll go long enough that you that you can be our longest episode. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't want to beat Kristen on that. <laughs> no. Thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you very much for coming. Mm-hmm. This was an excellent episode. All right. You're welcome. Yeah, it's very encouraging. I know I'm encouraged, and I hope anyone who's listening to this is also encouraged. And... And, yeah, I know. It's just, let's admit that we're all human and we all struggle with something. And so <laughs> let's stop trying to to look perfect to each other and compare ourselves to each other. And I know I'm encouraged to just love people for who they are and be compassionate for them and their flaws and for their differences and so thank you for listening and have a great next while and seek the lord and he will be gracious to you so thank you very much Mm -hmm.